We wrote a letter to Johns Hopkins University, one of the most famous educational institutions in the world. We asked its president, Dr. Isaiah Bowman, to name his favorite story so we could dramatize it on this series. This distinguished, soft-spoken university president told us he had always loved Lou Wallace's Ben-Hur, A Tale of the Christ. So for Easter week, Favorite Story brings you this moving drama. It's a novel which has sold more than three million copies. It was an epic motion picture, and its story has found its way into the hearts of people throughout the world. For Isaiah Bowman of Johns Hopkins, and for all of you who count it your favorite, we bring you this special Easter program. Bullock's in downtown Los Angeles, one of America's great stores, proudly originates this radio program for the nation. Favorite story. Tonight, our story has a star. He has just returned from New York and a highly successful season starring in the Broadway production, Voice of the Turtle. You'll remember him as the screen's little minister. The distinguished American actor, Mr. John Beale. Isaiah Bowman's favorite story, Act One. Yes, David. Why are we climbing this hill in the dark? Why did we get up so early today? Your father will tell you that, David. Yes. As soon as we reach the top of the hill, my son. In a little while, the sun will rise over the walls of Jerusalem, the holy city. And this hilltop will be radiantly golden, David. You will see. How the wind seems to sing. You are old enough now, David, to understand what we wish to tell you. Your grandmother and I will try to tell you the whole story, just as it happened. Hold my hand, David. Yes, grandmother. We saw him, David, your grandmother and I. He walked the earth in our lifetimes. He... he touched our lives... He touched our lives, David. You will read about him in books and hear about him in sermons. But we saw him, David. We saw him. What we say here, you will tell your children someday, and they will tell theirs. We will go back many years before I first saw him. My best friend, David, my boyhood companion, was returning to Judea after five years in Rome. I remember I ran down the street toward the Roman garrison to meet him. How I ran that day. Mr. 
Masala. Oh, Masala. Who calls me? Oh, welcome home, Masala. Oh, it's Judah Ben-Hur. Yes. How's the student? I am well. It's been a long time, Masala. Five years. Mm, so it has. How fine you look in your uniform. This is a special parade uniform designed by the best artisans of Rome. We march today with the new procurator. Valerius Gratis? Uh, he arrives today. Ah, there's a man who will teach the weaklings of Judea real Roman discipline. Masala. But why do you stand there gaping like a child? You're so changed. Changed, certainly. I'm a soldier. I'll never forget the day you left. I saw you start off for Rome. And I... I cried. You were my closest friend. Now you've come back almost like a prince, and yet... Yes? I wish you were the Masala who went away. Oh, how provincial you are. I pity you, Judah. You have a good face, but the weakness and sentimentality of a bookish man, which makes you a typical Judean. I... Yours is a life with no opportunities. But I... Ah, the world lies before me. There are lands not conquered. The glory of completing Alexander's march to the Far East remains to us. See what possibilities lie before a Roman soldier. And in Rome itself, there is money, wine, women, games. And that life is mine. Not the weakness of a child who sits at his mother's side. I bid you goodbye, Miss Harlow. I wish I had not come. I sought a friend, and I find a... A Roman... Goodbye, Miss Holler. <laughs> Mother. Mother, are you home? I'm in here, Judah. Mother, I must talk to you. Such a sad look, my son. Is anything wrong? Tell me, Mother. Am I a... a weakling? A weakling? Oh, no. Who told you that? My friend, Masala. And what did he say that so troubled you, Judah? He has changed, Mother. Very changed. You mean he has come back a Roman? Yes. And they have taught him that to be a Roman means to be a master. But are we so low? Is sentiment a sin? And is reading a book a sign of weakness? Oh, my Judah. There is an idea in these times that war is the most noble occupation of man... We must not be deceived. Oh, mother. Listen, my son. The prayer of the barbarian is a wail of fear addressed to strength, the only divine quality he can clearly conceive. But turn your eyes away from Rome and look at the glory of Greece. They set mind above strength. In Athens, the orator and the philosopher have always been more revered than the warrior. And Judah... Remember the glory that is ours. Against brutalism, our fathers erected God. In our worship, the wail of fear gave place to the Hosanna and the psalm. Carry yourself proudly, my son. You have a magnificent heritage. The Roman can be proud of only one thing, his ability to make war. His mastery of brute force. Mother, when you talk like this, I, I know how true the old saying is. God could not be everywhere, so he made mothers. My son, 
Judah! Judah! Yes, Tetsy? Come quickly. The soldiers from the Praetorium. They're marching right by our house. We'll climb up on the roof and watch them. Oh, may I, Mother? Certainly, but be careful. The tiles on the roof may be slippery. With my brother's strong right arm to hold me, I could never slip. <laughs> oh, but come quickly. We'll miss the best part. Soldiers. There's the procurator on the golden litter. Okay, can you make out the sign above his head? In a moment I can. He's almost below us. Yes. Valerius Gratus, it says. New procurator of Judea. All hail. What happened? The procurator. Something fell on his head. Yeah, it came from that roof. There is the man. Seize him. Yes, Commander. They're pointing to us, What happened? When I leaned out a tile, Mr. Slipper. Oh, Tilson. I have killed the Roman governor. Break down the doors! Take the entire family! I didn't mean to do it, Tears. It was an accident. Oh, Judah! He's not dead! Huh? He's getting up! Oh, blessed be the Lord of our fathers. Come quickly, we must go to Mother. Uh, I'm frightened, Judah! I will explain it was an accident. They won't harm us. Come! That's the woman, Centurion. Take our prisoner. Let me go! Let me go! Take your hands from my mother. We have done nothing. Nothing but attempt to assassinate the new procurator. Masala! There is your man. This his mother, this his sister. You have the whole family. It was an accident. Masala, order your men to leave. Get cords. Bind his hand. Remember our childhood. The procurator will name his sentence. Oh, Masala, for the love of heaven! Order the women to the Tower of Antonia. The Tower? Thus we treat traitors. Oh, mother. Mother. Judah. And be quick about it. There is better entertainment in the streets. Oh, Lord, I pray you... In the hour of thy vengeance, let mine be the hand to put it upon him. For many years, David, I did not know what had happened to my mother and my sister. They boarded up our house, and without a trial, they sentenced me to life in the galleys. They tied a thong around my wrists and fastened it to a chariot. They dragged me, barefooted, toward the seashore, toward the galleys. My feet bleeding, the yellow dust flying up in my face. Finally, we stopped at a seaport town. I lay in the dust of the road, my throat parched with thirst. I wanted only to die or to kill. And then, suddenly, I felt a hand touch my shoulder, gently, like a caress. I looked up. I saw a face I've never forgotten. It was a young man, about my own age. His hair was bright chestnut, and his face was lighted by dark blue eyes, so good, so full of loving kindness. All my thoughts, all my dreams had been of revenge, only revenge. But when I looked up at him, my heart became as a child's. He placed a pitcher of cool water to my lips, and I drank. He spoke not a word, but placed a tender hand on my forehead, and his lips moved in a silent, wonderful, 
blessing. Through all the long months, through all the dark years in the galley, I had hope. There was gentleness in the world. There was kindness. There was a man who had holiness and tenderness and compassion. And I knew that if one man could be like that, someday many men, or perhaps all men, could be like that too. God, I pray to you, let me keep believing. Let me hold in my mind the face I saw in the village called Nazareth. In a moment, act two of this special favorite story for Easter week, Ben-Hur. Once again, it's Easter week, and with it, people turn to gifts for their expression of sentiment. At Bullock's this week, the stir and rush of the Easter season sweeps through a world of wonderful gifts for men, women, and children. It's a brilliant, colorful gift world, from the bunny ice cream garden party in the 7th and Broadway corner window, through floor after floor of fascinating gifts, to the children's Easter garden on the 5th floor where the Easter Bunny himself holds forth. At Bullock's, each gift suggestion has been carefully thought out, selected for its quality, its individuality. Naturally, you want your gifts to reflect thoughtful consideration. Therefore, Bullock's in downtown Los Angeles is the place to find the gift that represents the difference between the ordinary and the extraordinary, the difference between the usual and the unusual. And out of this has come an expression... If he or she really cares, a gift from Bullock's. The store is brimming with Easter gifts and gift suggestions, and you will find fresh interest every moment as you browse from one exciting section to another. This Easter fairyland of lovely gifts, of gay colors and friendly smiles, tells its own story, a story of long-time deliberate effort to make gift shopping the pleasant pursuit that it can be under the proper conditions. The Bullock's name on your gift wrapping is the stamp of good taste and careful selection. For a wealth of selections and lovely Easter gifts, it's Bullock's in downtown Los Angeles. Gift headquarters for Southern California. And now, Act Two of Lou Wallace's Ben-Hur, our special favorite story for Easter week, with Marvin Miller as Masala and John Beale. As Ben Hur. Father, the sky is getting gray. Yes, David. Grandmother, what did they do to you? And to Aunt Tirza? You're quite a man now, David, and you may know. But the story, at least the first part, is not pretty. Hold my hand very tightly, David. Yes, Grandmother. For eight years, we sat as dead ones in a black dungeon. They threw us a crust of bread, 
a cup of water. We existed, but there was no air, just a crack of light. All that kept us alive was the love we had in our hearts. And love is God, David. In the darkness, we reached for the light. Let us have faith. Where is he, mother? Where is my brother, Judah? On some distant sea today. On some island of the seas tomorrow. In some city. Along some road. But he is alive. I know this. A mother knows this. And while he lives, Tirza... We shall not be forgotten. My hands are filled with scabs. My fingernails seem to be not at all. Tirza, my dear, try not to think of this. Say a psalm. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow Shadow of of death, death, I I will fear fear no evil. For thou art with me. You in there! Mother. You ought to be released, women. <gasps> released? Larius Gratis is no longer procurator, and Pontius Pilate needs room for his own prisoners. All right, women. You may come out now. Well, be quick about it. Unclean. What's that? Unclean. Do not come near us. We are... We are lepers. <laughs> Do not cry, David. It will soon be morning. Let me tell you the rest. I finally managed to escape from the galley during a sea battle. And I started back on the long journey to Judea. On the way, I met a pilgrim, an old Egyptian, whose name was Balthasar. Peace to you, my friend, and God be with you on your journey. And with you, good stranger. Can you tell me how far it is to Judea? I come from there. Oh? It is two days' journey. You come from Judea? Tell me, do you know a family there named Her? Ah, yes. All Jerusalem knows. A great tragedy. Tragedy? They were set free, but in the vileness of the dungeon, they had become lepers. Oh, no. They are friends of yours? My mother and my sister. Oh, my son. I am Judah Ben-Hur. Do not despair. Have faith. Faith? (laughs) I shall devote my entire life to vengeance. I shall herd with wolves if need be. I shall grind every Roman into the dust. To the flames, everything Roman. To the sword, every Roman born. My boy, listen to me and believe what I say. On a December eve, 27 years ago, two companions and I walked across a desert, following a bright star. I do not wish to hear your story. You go to Judea, I urge you to listen. On that night, we found a child, newborn, in a manger in Bethlehem. We saw and worshipped him, and gave him gifts. Melchior gave him gold, 
Caspar of Frankincense, and I gave him murder. Why do you tell me this? I alone of the three whom they called wise. I alone have lived to know that this child has grown to a man, and the message he has brought the world fills the air of Judea. Love, he says, is greater than force. Love thy neighbor as thyself. And where is this man who preaches such hopeless optimism? In the hamlets and villages, on the slopes of the mountains of Judea and Galilee, falling eastwardly into the valley of the Jordan. He is there now, standing in a door or on a hilltop. Only this evening he saw the sun set one day nearer the time when he himself shall become the light of the world. But I would not believe, David. I could not believe because of the bitterness in my heart. I found my enemy. I found him in Antioch, at the Circus Maximus. He was a hero, a chariot racer. If only I could defeat Masala at his own game. For months I trained a team of horses. And then the day of the contest arrived. My chariot was white, his scarlet and gold. I managed to get into position just to the right of him. He stood in his chariot, proud and defiant, beaming at the spectators. And then he turned and looked at me. I have heard that some unknown charioteer has dared to challenge me today. I've heard... Ben-Hur! Yes, Masala. You did not expect an old friend. But, But you are dead? Oh, no. Very alive, thank you. So... A weakling from Judea dares to challenge me, Masala. <laughs> a good joke. Look to your horses, Roman. You have given me strong arms and a back of steel in your Roman galleys. Look to your laurels, Roman. The team sprang forward, the manes of the horses singing in the wind. The reins were taut in my hands. The arena of sea of faces, fading, blurring. But Masala's face, a mask of fierce resolve. Side by side, his chariot and mine. A mighty pull on the rein, and the iron-shod point of my axle caught Masala's wheel and crushed it. And he pitched headlong into the yellow dust like a dead dog. This was the revenge I had prayed for. The Lord God had delivered my enemy into my hand. But there was no joy in my victory. My soul was empty. I came back to Judea. And everywhere I heard whisperings on the wind. A voice, they said, of one who was called the Son of Man. And everywhere his words. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. <laughs> 
Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. A man of Bethany named Lazarus, he raised from the dead. The blind had sight again, the lame could walk. For this man had taught them the great power of love and of faith. I searched everywhere for my mother and my sister. Finally, I found them. They were cringing in the darkness of a cave. Mother! Tirza! Go away! Unclean! Unclean! Mother! It's Judah! Judah! Mother! I've come back! Judah, for the love of God, come no closer. Go away and forget you ever saw us. Think of us as you think of the dead. Mother! Do not touch me! No! No, no! Oh, my poor Judah. Now you are one of us. You must live in darkness. No, Mother, listen to me. There is a wonderful man who has the power to cure you. He speaks a word, and the sick are made well. Even the dead come to life again. I have come to take you to him. My poor Judah. No, Mother, as the Lord lives, I speak the truth. This morning he will pass by here on his way to the city. Take my hand. Tirza, my sister... I give you my other hand. We stood by the road, and he stopped and touched us both lightly on the foreheads. We believed, and we were made whole again. Yes, we saw him, David. He walked the earth in our lifetimes. And on this day, ten years ago, the stone was rolled away from the sepulcher, and we heard as if it were sung on the wind, I am the resurrection and the life. The sun, how golden it is. It's a new day, David. Yes, a new day. When there is faith in our hearts, my son, and kindness towards our fellow man, then every sunrise brings us renewal, and we live again. We are resurrected as he was. And David, remember this. Where there is love, there you will find God. Good morning. Oh, good morning, Father. been listening to Ben-Hur, A Tale of the Christ, written by General Lew Wallace and chosen for Bullock's special Easter broadcast by Dr. Isaiah Bowman, 
president of Johns Hopkins University. This is a gala week for children at Bullock's in downtown Los Angeles. The Easter Bunny is there in person to greet them in the children's Easter garden on the fifth floor. He's there from 10 to 12.30 and again from 2 to 4.30. He has a gift book, Hippity Hop and the Big Bass Vial, for each youngster. It's a story of the bunny who couldn't paint Easter eggs. And their daily puppet shows in the assembly room on the 10th floor Hill Street building each afternoon as well as Thursday and Friday mornings. A visit to Bullock's downtown this week will be a long-remembered treat to any child. Favorite Story is brought to you each Tuesday at 9 by Bullock's in downtown Los Angeles. One of America's great stores. Heard in the cast were John Beale as Ben-Hur, Marvin Miller as Masala, Janet Scott as the mother, Henry Blair as David, Gene Bates as Tirza, Herb Butterfield as the wise man Balthazar, and your announcer, George Barkley. Sound designs were by Jack Hayes. The musical score was composed and conducted by Claude Sweeten. This was a Lawrence and Lee production. Bullocks proudly originates it for the nation. This is True Boardman with a word about next week's favorite story. It was picked for you by one of the stars of MGM's Sea of Grass, Mr. Spencer Tracy. And it's the strange adventure of what might happen if William Shakespeare came back to life and went to work writing screenplays in a motion picture studio. We hope you'll be listening. Until next Tuesday at 9, then, and Mr. Shakespeare, good night to you from Bullocks. Bullocks.